0: You are locked on Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that this that this that jerk with the (laughs) mask.
1: what up what up you are locked on the dallas mavericks this is isaac i am the editor at the smoking cuban writer at mavs.com my normal partner nick angstead of mavs Moneyball, is not with me today if you have been listening all week long you know that he has taken the week off normally as both of us he's the captain of our ship and uh he's taking a week off uh 10 some personal stuff and uh yeah, just taking a break. So I've kind of manned the ship this week and uh, tried to keep Mavs fans uh, entertained. Even though we've only had, it's crazy, it's been just a couple games this week. And now we've had a couple days off. Uh, I know the players have been um, soaking that in. I know they had it off day yesterday in New York or two days ago in New York. And uh, now they're headed up to uh, their next game. But Before I get into my conversation with Jamil Warney, I wanted to plug a couple things, mention a few things. Yesterday, if you have not listened, I had my friend uh, from here in Dallas, Jonathan Sharks from The Ringer. Uh, John takes part in uh, draft coverage for The Ringer. He's a part of the draft class podcast. That's every Friday with like Kevin O'Connor. You gotta listen to that if you're all about prospects. Which, if you're a Mavericks fan, that's pretty much what you're doing right now is looking at these top prospects. Arizona just got bounced after uh, while I'm recording this, so I'm pretty upset about that. At Arizona in the final four. Okay, I had to admit it. Um, but no more Deandre Ayton in the tournament. No more Trey Young. Uh, a couple of big time prospects got bounced in day one, but uh, Lonnie Walker got bounced also. So, anyway, talked to Charks yesterday. It was a fun podcast, it went for about an hour and uh john's awesome he's a solid guy great guy and uh but he knows in for maps or basketball wise he knows what he's talking about as far as the draft prospect and everything so it was uh it was really fun to talk to him sit we sat down together before we grabbed lunch just talked through really i i, I labeled it as 10 questions and i did have 10 questions but mm-hmm. really there's a lot more questions than that and we just talked about the top 10 prospects uh, really in a 2018 draft where Dennis could fit in bunch of different stuff from a mass perspective so if you haven't listened to that he talked about Luca we differ on Luca Uh, we differ on Bagley uh, some and uh, yeah talked about Mikael Bridges we both love him so if you're a Mavericks fan and we end up with Mikael Bridges from Villanova at like the 7th or 8th spot don't be upset uh, Charks and myself are huge believers in in him. So, anyway, I want to plug that podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go to yesterday. Listen to the podcast. It was fun. I feel like it went well. If you disagree, oh well. But um, so, super thanks for him to taking uh, part in that. Also, want to plug my Nerlands piece on Mavs.com that is um, on my Twitter. Uh, I think nerland's retweeted it today. Uh, Dennis McJr quote tweeted it, whatever yesterday, um, so you can check and find it on Twitter somewhere. But I yeah, it was it was it was fun. Wanted to sit down with nerlands and kind of talk about the whole year, his thought process. Talked about his relationship with Rick Carlisle. He had a lot of. Um, I feel like he opened up a little bit more than what he has this season. Uh, throughout the season. And uh, it was good. I think uh, just different people tweeting back at me, DMing me, reaching out saying, hey man, like this piece was pretty cool because we got to see a little bit uh, of inside of what Nerlands is thinking and maybe some of his point of view. So that part is pretty cool, and uh, I'm glad I got to do that. Nerlens is awesome. Uh, he's a good dude and a good kid, if you want to say kid, which is crazy because he's you know, still 22, 23, um, second, I think second youngest guy on the team besides Dennis, So, um, which is wild because he's been in the league for a, a little bit. But, yeah, we talked about different things. If you haven't got to read it yet, talked about how he still has a relationship with Brett Brown in Philadelphia, uh, talked about his relationship with Dennis a lot. He talked some smack about beating him in n b a two k and that was fun. talked about his injury recovery uh, talked about just a bunch of different things and we talked about his free agency coming up because Nerlens obviously is hitting unrestricted free agency uh, a little bit different this time around um, just different things that come with that obviously so talked about if if a Mavericks would be an option and just what this young core means to him means to the organization, and uh, but I really like the Rick Carlisle relationship part because a lot of people have brought that up uh, this year about how whatever outside opinions uh, um has come out about their relationship, whether they like each other, or whatever it is, and uh, he kind of just expanded on that, talked about it, and pretty much just saying hey you know it didn't know what it was going to be like at first he had heard different things and he knew how great of a coach he was but um just didn't know what it was going to be like at first but you know he admitted that over time it they've grown closer and just like kind of any relationship you get to know each other a little bit more talked about how much of a perfectionist rick carlisle is uh, which was kind of funny and just talking about how he's down to his x's and o's and how he's a perfectionist down to the way you like walk or talk sometimes and uh so it was just pretty wild. But um anyway, it was uh it was a fun sit-down chat with him and uh just piecing a lot of stuff together, talked about his Kevin Hart interviewing the cold tub and all that stuff. But uh yeah, so if you haven't checked that out, go to my Twitter. I think it's at the top of my Twitter right now. Go to mavs.com. It's at my mavs.com, just go under the news section and uh you can find it on there. Also Um, I'm doing a piece pretty much every day of the tournament uh, Saying like three things to watch on day one of the tournament Tomorrow will be three things to watch on day two of the tournament And uh, just as a Mavs fan, if you want something Hey, to click on to see every morning and say Hey, what should I watch today as a Mavs fan? What should I be looking at? So like today or yesterday, you're listening to this on a Friday Yesterday morning on Thursday morning was day one of the tournament I dropped a piece. It was three things to watch for. It wasn't just the top prospects because I want to see some of the other things. And one of the things was like watch Lonnie Walker against Loyola Chicago. Watch uh, Zare Smith in Texas Tech. Watch, see what kind of game Colin Sexton's going to have in round one. Because as a Mavs fan, you're rooting for big tournaments from Trey Young or Colin Sexton because you want teams to hopefully draft them above the Mavericks pick. Gives us more options because... We don't, you know, as a Matt fan, you probably don't don't like if you're on board with Sharks and myself saying you know Colin Sexton Trey Young's probably not going to work in Dallas with Dennis being here. So, anyway, those are three things uh, I wanted to watch on day one. Got to see most part, some of them. The Miami game for sure. Got to watch a lot of Lonnie Walker, and um, I like him a lot. Still like him a lot. Look forward to seeing where he goes in the draft. But uh, day two's tomorrow should be fun. Read that piece. Uh, it'll be on my Twitter somewhere. Before I get to my conversation with Jamil, let's talk about MyBookie. It's time to talk to you about the boatload of money you can make this week betting at MyBookie. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect time to get into the action because the madness of March is here. It is time to lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Join me and thousands of others and start betting on my bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for the payout? That is why I urge you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay, fast and without any hassles. They even have an in-game live betting, so you can even place a bet after tip-off. So join now, and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That is promo code LOCKEDONNBA all together. Visit MyBookie today. Play, win, get paid. So now it's time to talk to Jamil. Jamil's a, a great guy. Met him a couple years ago when he first uh, signed in tra- to come to training camp for the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, he obviously didn't make the team back then. He spent the past couple of years with the Texas Legends. Here recently, he... Um, he signed a 10-day contract with the Dallas Mavericks, so it's been really cool. He's been killing it in the G League. Uh, we've all been kind of rooting from afar, waiting for him. I know I've been talking to Kyle Collinsworth in the locker room different times, saying, man, when's Jamil going to get a call-up? And he he hasn't gotten a weird – we've all just been like, waiting for this day to happen. So the Mavericks signed him to this 10-day. He has a couple of games under his belt. Uh, we kind of chit-chat back and forth whenever he first signed uh, with the Mavericks. You know few days ago really or last week and uh, now two games in he's about to head to Toronto he just finished playing in the garden in New York and uh, we chatted over the phone uh, during his off day because he's from the New York New Jersey area so um, chat over the phone for a good 20 25 30 minutes somewhere through there and uh, I did 10 questions with him and then did a speed round of fill in the blank uh, similar to what I did with Sharks yesterday so Stick around. Uh, Jamil's a good guy, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Jamil Warney. Jamil, we just talked about you have an off day today, and you're in New Jersey. So you're from New Jersey, right?
0: Yeah, I am. Plainville, New Jersey.
1: New Jersey. So explain for people who have never visited up there in the Northeast. How close that is to, like, New York, New York City, all that stuff.
0: All right, well, Plantville, New Jersey is probably 45 minutes away from the city uh, without traffic. With traffic, you can probably go to like, like, two hours. That's how crazy the traffic you get. Um, it's, mm-hmm. a nice, it's a nice place. I mean, it's really cold around here right about this time. Just had more snow drop. So, other than that, I mean, I think Jersey's the best state in the USA. So, I mean, I
1: might, I might be biased. Maybe a little bit. So, did you grow up? Who did you grow up a fan of, as far as a team? Uh, New Jersey nuts, man.
0: I mean, when Jason had Jason Kidd,
1: Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, Alonzo Mourning, Kenyon
0: Martin. So, I mean, I, I, I like those. I love. Watching
1: those guys, and they kind of went to Brooklyn. So I've been kind of not a fan of any basketball team, really. Yeah. Well, I'm going to – what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through ten questions, and I'm going to throw them at you, and we can expand on and talk about them, whatever. But question number one, you were in training camp, was it two years ago? Yeah. I think it's two years ago. That was the first time I ever met you in training camp here in Dallas – and you've been with the Texans Legends ever since. What has these past two years, it's kind of a loaded one to start off, I know, but what's these past two years been like for you?
0: Oh, uh, you know, man, it been up and down. I mean, but that's the way, that's the way of being a professional. You know, have a lot of up days, a lot of down days, but you have to keep your attitude the same. I stay level-headed. I mean, my first year, my rookie year, um, mm-hmm. I kind of had a lot of roles on that team. I was Sometimes played 10 minutes when we had Quincy A.C., Pierre Jackson, Manny Harris, all those good players. And then um, I started coming to my own, I think after all-star break my rookie year. So, I mean, that's when I started playing well. Uh, But I think this year, my second year in in the G-Lab League, showed teams that I can really play. I mean, with Jonathan Molly on his two-way contract with the Dallas Mavericks, I had to play play the fourth spot or not play at all because – he just he just a uh, way better fit right now. So I mean, transitioned uh, transitioned to the fourth spot. Um, I started uh, playing on perimeter a lot, guarding perimeter four man in the G League, which is like guards. So I mean, I could just, I started showing teams that I can guard guards off the switch, or just guard guards straight up. So I mean, that's how I really had my two years in in the G League, and I um, finally got called up, and uh, hopefully something good come out of it.
1: So would you say you're a natural five or a four?
0: thing is, people really...
1: Or does not even matter anymore?
0: You know, that's two things. and It really doesn't matter anymore. Just, just about like, to play. But I've always, been, I've always been the tallest guy on my team, uh, whether it be high school or mid-majors. So I would have to play the five spot. So I really didn't work on most of the stuff, or I didn't have to show the stuff of uh, being on the perimeter or two and threes when I was in high school or in college. So when I came to the G League, more so my second year, I kind of had to stand on being a four man if that's the only is that helped me with my way again to the NBA and that probably was my only chance.
1: Yeah, so where would you say this is question number two, where would you say you've improved on the most? Because obviously you didn't make the final roster two years ago. Now you're getting your shot now. Kind of like how your friend uh, Collinsworth did, but, like, how would you say you've improved the most? That was the first question I asked Kyle when he first uh, came on came on to the Mavericks this season. I said, where, where are you different now the most since training camp two years ago? Uh, I mean, a lot of people probably say, like, my skill. Uh,
0: like, me, personally, it probably be my range, uh, shooting or playing a perimeter, but I think it's my mindset. Uh, when I first... Went to training camp two years ago. I, did, I was kind of nervous. I didn't know of myself. Uh, I'm coming from a mid-major, trying to make the NBA roster. You kind of get a little scared from seeing Dirk, Harrison Barnes, Willie Matthews, uh, guys from big-name schools, Florida, blah, blah, blah. But just now, I have the mindset that I can compete with anybody. I have the confidence to play against anybody. Uh just uh, I talk more now if I'm in the G League I have to be probably the leader on the defensive side so I mean I'm really got better at communicating with the team and just know how to talk to people and uh, just helping them on defense
1: how would you say question number three what does Coach Mack mean to you?
0: oh he's been a great help I mean he's had the most call-ups in the NBA G League history so He's doing something right. You know what teams are looking for. Uh, he really helped me out a lot with just helped me figure out what I need to do. I mean, when I needed to be a four-man, now he told me just just shoot threes when you, when you're open. Just keep on being confident. You Work on them every day. So just being confident and just uh, just doing what I do best. And he just, he really helped me improve over the two years I was with him.
1: And he was at he was at the game the other night, right?
0: Yeah, he was definitely, he was definitely at the game, uh, which is a cool thing to see. Um, I mean, we also have Matt, Kyle, and uh, me together, but I mean, it's also great to always see your G League coach and just show, show the relationship that you have on and off the court.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the it's it's almost like you are like a like a big family, and that's I think that's the part I've enjoyed watching afar. And just seeing how all of you guys seem to support each other, whether it's you and Kyle and Mott or um, Brandon and Ashley, and you know the list goes on of your whole team. It's it's like you're a big whole family that wants everyone to succeed for each other. And would would is it like a brotherhood? I guess.
0: Yeah. No. It definitely is. Uh we we hang out with each other uh when we go out to eat it's probably three or four of us together at all times we don't have to eat There's not one guy going off to herself uh, we want everybody to we want everybody to called up so i mean we're we're sacrificing uh some of our i guess our playing time or points or our stats for the other men just because we want to see everybody do well and just uh get to where we need to be at. And, I mean, it's just awesome that we have a whole bunch of selfly guys on the Legends that can, really,
1: that can really play by our sacrifice and just put it for the next man. See, so that part's really cool to me that a lot of people might not understand or really expect that from, from guys like y'all. But how, okay, if it's obvious you've played for the Legends the past two years and just shooting straight for you, what do you think the main reason why teams have not given you a shot yet? Um, you know, I kind of came in with a
0: label. And, you know, once you get a label in this yeah. professional league, <laughs> you're not going to get away from it. Uh, like, so, I mean, if I was maybe 6'9, six, 6'10, six, it wouldn't be the issue. But I'm 6'7,
1: people think I'm chubby. Uh, people are like, I'm slow. <laughs> People, people, people
0: think I'm slow. People uh, think I can't play outside of five to five, ten feet. Uh, and I'm from Brook. That's a mid range school. So, I mean, just putting that all together, it's kind of, for the first two years, it's kind of hard for teams to look past that and try to see what I can do. And, I mean, there's a lot of things I can't do well, but just when you see three red flags, you're kind of, going to, you kind of want to stay away from that.
1: Yeah, and so you're probably looking at it saying, are you even watching my games? Like, the people that are writing about you or, like, why you're not getting called up? Like, are you watching the tape? I'm obviously not this stereotype that they're trying to fit you into.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's, that's, like I said, that's the thing. But, uh, having these labels, it's kind of hard for people to just swallow their pride and say, you know what, maybe what's wrong about this guy, or just saying that, okay, he's... He's not this, that, that, but you um, also, you have like a big heart. He play hard. He just, you gotta realize that even though I have a lot of negative, some negatives that people view as negatives, I have a lot of positives.
1: So, let's move to when you actually found out about the news that you are going to be a Dallas Maverick. I know I shot you a text, and wh- <laughs> how did you how did you find out that uh, the first news that you're going to be a Maverick? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny story, man. I
0: was I fell asleep because we played the we played the Fort Wayne Madden, uh that night for the D League. So I played video games for a little bit and I fell asleep for maybe an hour and a half. So I fell asleep. I wake up maybe an hour later. I had no messages, like so. I'm thinking, okay, I'm fine. So then 30 minutes later, I was asleep. I woke up, had maybe 30 messages, and I didn't, I didn't pay any mind to it. Then I went on Twitter and saw that probably would of people from a 10-day. And then my agent called me, but I was asleep, so I really I didn't get it. So I called him, I asked him, and he told me that 10-day was the Mavericks. So, I mean, that's how I really found out.
1: <laughs> so you so you kind of found out like all of us found out, really.
0: Yeah, I, I, found, I found out. Uh,
1: so you uh, find yeah. you found out about a tweet and you talk to your agent and you're like, Holy crap, I'm gonna be a Dallas Maverick. And you're Yeah, I mean
0: it's, it's really it's really cool to see how social media really can like find out stuff really fast and how, it's, it's really crazy.
1: You show up, you see your jersey in the locker. What kind of feeling was that?
0: Oh, it was a great feeling. I mean, uh just Hard work that uh, I had uh, for the prior two years or before that, since I could just get in here to this spot, I knew once I saw that jersey that it's uh, just only to start. I have to keep on proving myself to the you know, organization, to the league that I can
1: play at this level. So, your second game with the Mavericks was in Madison Square Garden. We started off the pod talking about how you're from New Jersey. The area up there. What what was that moment like? Just being able to suit up as an NBA player in the Garden. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I played there when
0: I was in college, but I mean, obviously not the same thing. But uh, definitely not the same thing. So I mean, just playing there, just being a great teammate, just having some, having my family and friends come support me. I mean, they, they wouldn't, they don't know if I was going to play or not. So I mean, just buying tickets just. Knowing I'm going to be there. Is a great support system, and um, I mean, it's great that we got the win there, so so my family could see a good, a good win, and uh, it was good basketball. So I'm, I'm happy that uh, my second game with the Dallas Mavericks came out with a win.
1: So you have a couple games under your belt now. What do you think about this this young core in Dallas, and how you could fit in with these guys?
0: You know, I mean, it's, it's great, man. I think I think it's a great mixture of veterans and young guys um, I mean I, I, I was used to it at training camp I just know these guys but since I came back they bought me with open arms and I mean uh, I've I loved to put, i to play for the been now for a long time so I mean I'm glad to see if you will myself hopefully that
1: chance happens <clears throat> Switching gears back to college you mentioned uh, playing in college a little bit here and there to some of these answers and Stony Brook you actually got a chance to play in the NCAA tournament, which starts this weekend. What was that experience like? You played against Kentucky, right? Yeah. And what what was the how, how was the whole NCAA playing in in the tournament? That experience like was it just crazy, chaos, another game? What was it like? Well, I mean, it's
0: definitely crazy. I mean, for us, it was yeah, get to the tournament, get to the tournament. So our conference tournament. We, we put all our energy into that and um, once we got there, I mean, we were really happy. So, I mean we just playing, we were playing with house money, so but that Kentucky team were was good. I mean they had Scow, Jamal Murray, Tyler Ewis, Alex Poitras, Derek Wilkes, Isaiah Briscoe, I can keep on naming all the players and they they, they ran us up to the gym. So I mean it was definitely a crazy experience, but I mean it doesn't take away from the week we had and you know, how Diable was to the community of Stony Brook, and uh, just we we'll live with that mer- that memory forever.
1: Has Stony Stony Brook ever been to the tournament before that, or was it a big drought? No, no
0: that, that, that was the first time we ever went there.
1: Man, you're probably like a you're a straight legend up there, then.
0: Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, I, I graduated in sixteen. I got
1: my jersey retired maybe seven months later. <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Yeah. What was the, off the top of your head, what was the best statistical game you ever had at Stony Brook? Uh, conference
0: championship game my senior
1: year. Uh, I had 43-9 and nine to help us go to the tournament. 43-9. and nine. <laughs> Dang. All right, I got, t- I got two more left. Question nine, the player you model your game after the most
0: Oh, man, I get a lot. Of, uh, I I would say, like a lot of old school players. So I mean, I watch DeJuan. I mean, it was great to have him on my team last year too. The uh, Mark I mean, I watched a lot of post players when I was a little kid, and just um, cause I thought I mean, I was six eight. I was six eight, like as a fifteen year old. So I thought I was gonna a couple like a seven footer. So wow. I was watching like Tim Duncan, KG, all these post players. And then when I just, same height as six eight, I started watching all these smaller, 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 big like Kenneth Reed, DeWan Blair, Malik Groves.
1: How tall are your parents?
0: Uh, my dad was six five, and my mom was six feet.
1: Okay, so your mom's pretty tall.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Huh. All right. Last one before the really quick speed rounds. Explain bully season.
0: You know, it was a, it was a funny thing last year. It's just, uh, after all-star break, I came in the mindset of, I'm going to outwork everybody. I'm going to try to get every rebound. I'm going to try to do what I do to the team win. And I started playing well. And just, 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 it was a name. a hashtag I had to put up one day and it called on. And Everyone just loved that hashtag coming I mean, out. Yeah.
1: I have to keep and and that's really what it is. It's a bully season, man. <laughs> I don't I I love using it now and being able to root for you uh from afar and waiting for this call up 'cause then because then you played we talked over the summer and you 'cause you played summer league for the Clippers, right? Uh yeah, I sure up. I mean I didn't play that much minutes, so, yeah, I, I, I like I like to get that I, I like to get that big experience. Yeah. Well, Alright, speed round I'm going to say a sentence And I'm to, it's a fill in the blank at the end And you fill in the blank, alright uh, Kyle Collinsworth is blank my,
0: my dude,
1: that is my dude <laughs> Dude, I I talked I talk to him I've gotten to know him a little bit uh, Throughout the season And been able to talk to him in the locker And always ask him Like, dude, when's Jamil going to get a call up? And he's he always gets so defensive about it And mad He's like, I don't know. I don't understand what other teams are thinking about. Why, why they're not calling him up? You know, you know what the funny thing is? When he got called
0: up, like every time, I, I, like, 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 mostly, like I like him, like like I him like every other day, every other few
1: days. Yeah. He
0: wouldn't reply that much. He wouldn't reply that much. But once I got called up, now he answer all
1: my messages. He oh man, bad. he he was, <laughs> he was big time.
0: He was big time. He big
1: time me. He needs to bring back the uh, the cornrows.
0: Yeah, and I don't think the Dallas and I would love to do that. Bring back the
1: coral. Would it a good look. Man, he's always <laughs> posting some pictures of some super healthy crap on Twitter and stuff. And yeah, it, 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 it's bad in person.
0: I mean, all things you eat in person is, like, it's like, disgusting. I mean, disgusting to look at. I mean, it's probably good for you health-wise,
1: but just terrible to look at. <laughs> all right, your favorite pregame food is? Ooh, pasta.
0: I, I love pasta with salmon in it. With salmon? Yeah, I love, I love putting salmon in,
1: my, salmon in my pasta. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard of that before. Is this a New Jersey thing?
0: Nah. Uh, from Fresco, they have this place called Piatas. So you just you, I order pasta. I put salmon and calamari in it, and that's
1: what I eat. Okay, so it's like seafood pasta, I guess. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: All right, the worst thing about the city of Dallas is?
0: They're drivers. I mean, I got in a car accident. I got got in a car accident on the tollway like a month ago. So, I mean, definitely got to do that.
1: You got what on the tollway?
0: In a car accident. Did you really? Yeah, uh, it was in a rain. The day I came back from all-star break, we had uh, the legends of Luke Braxton at a massive Building. And uh, I was coming back to Frisco on the tollway, and it was raining. And the driver was like going 80 miles per hour. Of course. In the rain, and lost control and hit my passenger seat
1: with a brand new athlete in the car. <laughs> did, did he get hurt?
0: No, um, he had a sore shoulder, but I mean, it could have been worse.
1: Yeah. All right, last two Rick Carlisle is blank. Really smart. <laughs> really smart. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Nerland's the other day, and we uh, we were talking a lot about Carlisle, and he said he's, Rick Carlisle is a perfectionist, down to the way you, like, walk and talk. <laughs> All right, last one. the f- Your funniest teammate on the Legends or the Mavericks is? Oh, uh, There's a
0: lot of funny guys on the Legends. Uh... And say this is a good point guard, Len from Eastern New Jersey, Demar Len. I know, I know him from high school, college, but he just got on the legends like a few weeks before I left, and he's so funny. I mean, it's crazy how he came and just became one of the funniest guys on the team.
1: Man, I've never heard of this guy before.
0: Yeah, I mean, he just he just got there. I mean, he's a good, he's a good player. I mean, I knew I knew him for a while now, but I mean, I really didn't know him, know him, but I knew of him. Yeah, so, I mean, it's
1: cool. And uh, he he definitely his pregame speech is hilarious. So. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check this guy out now. I'm gonna find him on Twitter. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: All right, so this this coming week, the rest of your 10 day contract, you get what is it, two or three more games?
0: Mets,
1: Pelicans. Okay. And then hopefully you're here for the rest of the way. I mean, that's the goal. Oh, hopefully that, that is the goal. So cross my fingers. Well, I think we're all crossing our fingers. Man, I couldn't be happier for you. I literally had a smile on my face whenever I saw the first tweet that came out about you coming on board. You know I'm rooting for you. You got a lot of fans and I really appreciate you uh, taking some time today on your off day. I know you're enjoying some time uh, back home, but uh, we're rooting you, rooting for you, and uh, good luck, man. I appreciate this.
0: I appreciate you. Thank
1: you. Alright, I'll see you soon, man.